0: Had my issues throughout life, so feel this quote that I repeat every single day. Episode, episode, episode. My last question is: If you put a billboard anywhere in New York City, what would it say? What's up, Lug Life family? Zach from the Junk Luggers here. Episode 13 at Wildflower NYC. We're on 44th Ave and 10th Street in Long Island City. I've got a regular customer. Is that the best way <laughs> to? It? Yeah, I would say so. Who's also an entrepreneur? Yeah,
1: I'm a I'm a, um, a fashion designer here in Long Island City, and I have a studio right across the street from Wildflower.
0: And do you have an Instagram handle so people can follow you? I do.
1: It is K-Sito Thompson Design, which is K S I E D O W Thompson Design on Instagram, and I do uh, custom looks for celebrities that are plus size or just all sorts of different shapes and sizes of people. Plus, I do some stuff for drag queens, like the RuPaul's Drag Race, drag queens.
0: Amazing. So just a lot of, lot of stuff. <laughs> and how long have you been in Long Island City? Um, I've been
1: here for about a year uh, at, at my studio. I moved it out of my apartment. Um, Congrats. Yeah. It, when you have a toddler, you realize really quickly that you can't really work from home when you're doing what I do.
0: So. I totally get it. And so why do you come to Wildflower? Well,
1: uh, for one, there's not a lot of options around this neighborhood, but I come over here partially because I came in and realized that these ladies are, first of all, make amazing, delicious treats. Second of all, they're like incredible just friends and women, and I uh, I just really
0: like seeing them every day. And
1: eating their food (laughs) that's awesome
0: i love uh not only it's a woman-owned business but also just supporting local businesses in long island city you know there's every single option uh in long island city of the commercial coffee shops but some place like wildflower you know you, you could tell that not only do they know who you are and care about you but how much you becoming a regular here makes a difference
1: well and like there was a day that I came in and I was like, oh, my daughter's birthday is this weekend and I'm going to try and bake a cake and I don't have time. And Gina literally was like, oh, I just baked some cookies or some uh, cupcakes. Do you want me to dep- decorate some for you? And I was like, oh, yes. And they were like the best cupcakes I have ever had in my life. Shout out to Gina. So much better than what I would have made. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: amazing. Thank you so much. I yeah, appreciate it. No
1: problem. Thank you.
0: Episode 13. Of the Lug Life Podcast, I'm Zach. This is Gina, the owner of Wildflower NYC. We're on 44th Ave and 10th Street right now. Um, thank you so much for joining the podcast.
2: Yeah, it's my pleasure. Um, we've been open in this little cafe, maybe just about three, three and a half months. And how's it going? It's good. It's good. It's busy. Um, essentially, Wildflower is a wedding cake business. Um, we do large catering, we're expanding all the time, we're doing baking, we're doing uh, virtual baking, um, so it's, it's great, it's great to have a new home in Long Island City.
0: So have you been in Long Island City beforehand?
2: Yes, so prior to, um, prior to Pandemia, we were just around the block, so, um, had a kitchen that was much larger, 2,500 square feet, but running Wildflower, and actually I was partnered to a wholesale cookie company that I was running out of there, too. Awesome. Yeah.
0: And how long have you been in the baking world?
2: So I've owned Wildflower for eight years. Um, I've worked in hospitality for probably se- for 17 years, um, but it's actually not where I got my start at all. Oh, so my original degree was in illustration. I went to the School of Visual Arts in Manhattan and I was, you know, painting and drawing and being, you know, this is where it yep. kind of started. And then from there I, you know, I what happens in life? I don't know, it wasn't the path. I wasn't making the money that I wanted to make, right? Cause yep. like me and everybody else, I took out way more student loans than paid of <laughs> yeah. off more than I could chew. And then um, started working in hospitality, started working at different restaurants and recognizing things that I loved in in chefs, in art and food that I was seeing that I just found incredibly intriguing. I mean, I always love to bake. I always love to make things with my hands. I come from a long line of bakers, so it's not like totally out of the clear blue, but, one thing kind of developed to another. So it went from needing money to pay my loans, so working as a waitress, a bartender, working, you know, in kitchens, in different restaurants, to kind of just taking this leap and being like, well, maybe I can do this on my own.
0: So when you took the leap, what like what did that feel like? Were you nervous, excited? Did you feel like it was gonna turn into a full-time gig for you?
2: To be honest, when it, at the onset, I did not have the same kind of drive and the same kind of focus that I have now. I, in the back of my mind, there was always something that was like, yeah, all right, well, let's see what you can do. And I say that to myself pretty often now, but it's with, um, it's with a stronger drive and a more developed tactic in business and in entrepreneurship that feels like a whole different ballgame but no I didn't take myself like a hundred percent seriously it felt like uh, let's see what you're gonna
0: do. That's awesome (laughs) and I feel like you know a lot of times we talk to entrepreneurs they talk about how their passion doesn't necessarily have to equate to how they're making money and what I find is really interesting about your story is your passion was in baking You were doing other activities to make your money, and then all of a sudden, at one point, it kind of blended together, and now here we are today. You know, you're making... Last week, when I stopped by, you said you made over 100 cakes in one weekend.
2: Uh, It's June. So we, like I said, we are very much a wedding cake business. We take on about six weddings a weekend. Um, It's so funny, because I was saying to Zach, I was like, Zach, I'm so happy we're doing this podcast today, because... Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I'm a whole different animal. Uh,
0: it's <laughs> you okay. Not, I mean, you that's, wouldn't want
2: to be here. I mean, that's Christine the truth, right? You do not want to be here. Lay look, keeps look very... Look Lay she's keeps limited her. conversation. <laughs> They're just like, just get out of her way.
1: Get
0: she's out. Gotta,
2: she's, she's a monster she's right shit. now. Just, just get out right of her <laughs> way. Exactly she's going to bark orders, way. and you're going to get them done, and then you're just going to stay out of her way because she's a little steamboat. I don't mind being a steamboat. I think it's a good thing. But... Oh, I do love it. Thank you.
0: So, obviously, you know, the way that I found you is I'm a coffee addict. Yeah. It sounds like most people know you from your baking. And now, you know, one of my employees is like, oh, you're going to see Gina? Can you bring me back one of your baking? Uh, the bacon, what the are they bacon called? Bacon
2: breakfast twist.
0: Bacon the, breakfast twist. The
2: croissants, twist. the chocolate croissants. Um, we're making some different danishes. Cinnamon rolls, um, everything is in house. Actually, aside from the bagels, the bagels we found a company that will parboil, that will boil the bagel, and then we can finish the baking process in here. But uh, essentially, really, what I take pride in is yeah, in, in this little weird pocket of Long Island City that will be developing even further, Too fast, you I'm can sure. <laughs> come and get the most beautiful, soft, buttery crispy on the outside croissant or bacon breakfast twist that we will send back for all of, all of my loves at Remix Market.
0: Yeah, so right down the road <laughs> is Remix Market, our store, and that's actually, I think, how I found you is Tammy, our general manager of Remix, Yeah. either said, did you guys get broken in during that?
2: Somebody the, tried to break in. Someone it. tried to
0: break in, so the, there was this thing that was going on in Long Island City for a while where... People were trying to break in and rob all of the local businesses. They
2: were successful, unfortunately, in three. They, they got three little shops. Or I guess not all of them were little. Yeah. But they were successful in uh, breaking into three places not far from here. I don't know how I got this lucky because I literally, so when I came in in the morning and I get in pretty early, I walked up to the door and I was like, that's a lot of brick pieces. <laughs> <laughs> it's like
0: doors that's more gar- that's more garbage than that's usual right. on Long Island City. and this
2: block there sometimes is some trash <laughs> um and so i don't know how zach i don't know how i got that lucky the brick broke the door didn't break thank god we don't carry cash anyway here so you can see, but you know so don't come, come looking to, look. so it's not here so don't come
0: yeah, so so I remember that the the break-ins were happening nonstop in this neighborhood. One of the best parts about Long Island City is like it still feels like a neighborhood yeah right? like it doesn't feel like manhattan or brooklyn like people look after each other and i remember tammy putting in our slack channel for remix like yes. make sure you stop by gina i know she's really upset that's what right. happened and that's when i started to drop off my daughter at her daycare down the street and, and come I in here and make you
2: your large iced coffee with large, almond milk there
0: you go yeah and um and then you know i started to look in and realize you know most people are finding you because they're coffee addicts like me but yeah. That's, your your niche is really in baking, right?
2: It is, but it's in all things quality. So even, you know, we use Stone Street Coffee, which is exceptional, and a really nice, rich, uh, robust, real coffee. Like, we joke around and we call our ice coffee, it's uh, our cold brew, it's jet fuel. She wants some jet fuel. <laughs> That's how amazing. much do you have to wake up? Uh, <laughs> but it's all things, it's all things quality. And actually, I had, the way Tammy met me, um, was I was coming into Remix because you can find everything in Remix. And I got the most beautiful couch for my apartment and all kinds of furniture, like high-end, gorgeous stuff. So that's how they met me. I went looking for treasures. I love it. And
1: <laughs> I, love <laughs> I would it. talk
2: to all the girls, and I'd be like, you know... And this was before I actually, you know, the, the stress and what it takes to actually open up doors, finish construction tie all the loose ends I kept walking into Remix and being like it's gonna open soon I promise soon (laughs) and then I would yeah talk to the girls about treats and they were just so excited so
0: you're three and a half months in in this location
2: yeah three and a half months for cafe nine and a half months with production and that's just running running like essentially catering large cake orders
0: and Um, and what have you learned in three what probably felt like very quick months.
2: I have learned to tough it out. Yep. Whatever happens, things are going one. to go wrong. You must find the most efficient route to resolution and shut up and stop feeling bad for yourself. That's it. If you can't, you can't feel Boom. bad for yourself, things are gonna go wrong, figure it out. Keep figuring it out, even when you cry. Even when your friends are mad at you. Figure it out. Just figure it out and then say sorry to everybody.
0: I'm the big I'm the biggest crybaby there is. It's probably me being the baby of my family and being a mama's boy, but um, yes, absolutely. And it's so funny because no matter which entrepreneur we talk yeah. to, no I'm not even like giving people layups in this discussion. It's like everyone constantly says things are gonna go wrong. It's gonna be outside of your control. As a business owner, your job is to control whatever is in your control, Right. control your emotions, and try to figure out a way to learn from whatever mistake it was. So, right.
2: And I, shake, shuffle, and shift.
0: Ooh, you I know? love that.
2: You have to shake, shuffle, and shift. I mean, what did we learn even in the, I know it's like, so maybe over-talked, maybe not, but... You know, what did we learn in the last three years? I have a business that only operates when a hundred people eat something.
0: Yep. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> and people have to be getting together to have events oh, yes, for they you do. to be that able to- do, that would start. be
2: correct, Zach. So what do you do? So you have to figure things out. Mm-hmm. And in that journey, um, I gotta be honest, I got very, very, very close to throwing in the towel to calling my you know fairly small staff and saying I'm I'm sorry we don't we don't have it anymore it's done and I got very close and this is in 2020 and I had also had full reconstructive knee surgery. So while I'm out and I can't make cakes, I can't be standing. I was standing on a, on an injury for a long time, but just being a very stubborn Italian girl, I was just toughing things out. <laughs> and so I got the surgery and money is depleting, right? Everybody's getting their deposits back. Nobody's getting married and everybody needs their money back. And I was ready to throw in the towel and I got a call from an event planner that I had worked with moons ago who very randomly said, hey, Gina, can you do set design? Can you like recreate a, a, a wedding cake tasting? And I verbatim, Zach, said to her, I was like, girl, I'll literally shine your shoes. <laughs> I'll come to your house. I love that. And I'll clean your apartment. Yeah. And... But of course, said yes. And the, I called a friend of mine uh, who works in film in L.A. and I said, John, what, what do I charge for this kind of thing? They want me to do... 15 fake cakes, four tier, five tier. They want me to do six full real cakes, five tier, six tier, and then mini cakes. And then they want things like, I'm recreating an entire bakery. And he said to me, he said, you just hit the jackpot. Whatever you would normally charge, you just multiply times four because it's a Hulu budget. Netflix budget.
0: Shout out to Hulu.
2: So this is a show the show is called Evil. It's on Hulu. I believe the episode that we're on is season 2, episode 2. I I hope maybe Roger can edit that out when it's wrong. Hopefully it's not. <laughs> it's
0: not going to be wrong. We'll show we'll show footage. Roger will go and show the footage from the episode so you can see her amazing work.
2: Um and so my point in telling this whole story is that I really was to the brink of, this is over, it's a wrap. It's been uh, six and a half years. Um, And I had just had knee surgery. The doctor told me I'm not working for four months. I had knee surgery month and a half before. And so I had the choice to save my company and I did it on one fucking leg.
0: Wow, I love it. And I
2: did, I literally did um, shout out to Ron Spinelli, it's my father. He set me up in, in his basement in Queens and with a stool where I could keep one leg elevated and I was making styrofoam artwork cake. So I guess it came back to kind of my background in art yep. a bit. Yeah. And this is 100% how I saved my company.
0: Amazing. Thanks, Hulu.
2: Thanks, Hulu. Shout out to
0: Hulu. So, (laughs) you know, you mentioned, obviously, you almost threw in the towel. You mentioned that you got this, like, uh, grace from God, right? Do you remember, like, what was going through your mind in terms of how you changed your mindset? Obviously, you had surgery. There was a lot going on. But, like, what was going through your your brain?
2: I was pissed.
0: Pissed, but yes, but determined, right?
2: Determined. And I, I actually did, like, the... The the fuel in the anger that I was faced with in failing—that's
0: exactly was right.
2: literally like, bitch, you're getting up. That's you're getting up the stairs and you're doing it because you're not giving up on and you're not going back. You're not going back to to anything that was before this, and you know having no, that no
0: plan B, no plan B, no B's. plan
2: B. I mean, once you you know once. It's yours and you run the ship. You love this thing. I mean, yeah. right? This yeah, is for sure. You just you love it like you you need it to succeed because you know that now if you if I can push myself like that, I can keep pushing myself, I can do this challenge, I can make this bigger, I can hire more people, I can give more people this experience that, you know, Listen, I do plenty of imperfect things as a person. Of course. But I love the, the employment and the, and the creation that happens in these four walls. And, you know, growing up, I always played sports, right? And I was always, I was very often captain of my soccer team. And um, I love being in that position. I love looking at people and being like, she's really good at that, she's really good at that, and putting everybody into play. And then everybody feels rewarded. It's like a win-win all around. Yeah. And, you know, I might run this ship, but I'm not the, it wouldn't sail without the other people behind me.
0: Leaders lead from behind, right? Yeah. And the only way that people are truly successful, like, no one wants to work for a shitty boss. No No one wants to work for a company where they think that the mission behind it is bullshit. Right. right? So people, your co-workers, trust you to lead the ship, right? But they also trust your vision behind it, right? And know that as long as Gina is is with us, leading from behind, because it sounds like Not only are you being the entrepreneur here, but you're also getting your hands dirty on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I, yeah. And, you know, I think that goes a long way and people work a lot harder for people that they trust. Yeah. So I know you mentioned that you've gotten into a lot of other things since this moment, right? Now you're doing corporate events, um, you're doing workshops, uh, now you're going to start doing uh, virtual corporate workshops.
2: Yeah, this will be brand new. But baking, uh, yeah, classes to different capacities or something like new that's developing, which is super fun.
0: So how did that happen?
2: That started with, we started doing booze and bakes at the last that. kitchen, and it's so much—it's so much fucking fun. Am I allowed to curse?
0: You can do, say whatever you want.
2: <laughs> After I've said fuck thirty-eight times, it's I'm okay. asking.
0: My mother actually <laughs> told me she's. My mother told me like Zach. No enough with that. the su- <gasps> enough with the swearing. No one wants sorry, to hear mom. you talk like a truck driver. You're right. So now I'm allowed two fucks every single podcast, Ooh. and if I go over that, I get a phone call from my mother being like,
2: <laughs> oh, Yeah, sorry. Mom, it's sorry okay, it's Dad, okay. sorry, Grandma. I can't list all those people. There's a lot of people <laughs> in that family. I mean,
0: Italians and Jews—they're the same. We're the same. They're the same kind of For thing. We're the
2: same. I grew up in Mazza Pizza. Okay. Do you know Long Island at a little bit? My
0: wife is from Dix Hills, Long Island. Oh, okay. so I know oh, Long yeah, Island a I think lot. We had this conversation. I know Long Island a lot a bit. So
2: I grew up where Je- uh, Jerry Seinfeld grew up, in it's called Massapequa.
0: Oh, I know Massapequa. Yeah.
2: People call it Matza. Ah, uh,
0: I get it now. Oh, that's, amazing. That? that's amazing. That's <laughs> amazing. We got to get Jerry here for coffee and Can comedians.
2: Jerry come also? Like I really want Action Bronson to come.
0: We will definitely get both of those people. We got to, part of my vision is if you put it out there.
2: It might. It happen. might happen.
0: So action, Bronson from Fuck That's Delicious. We want you here with Gina Please. baking in the back.
2: Every, Mayhem and Mayhem, Bob, Loren. I don't know what's going big on, but body, best these people. I just want to feed you the most delicious piece I of love champagne that. cake that you've ever had. And then if it's bad. You could tell me it's bad, but it's not. Edit all that.
0: No, we're not <laughs> editing. We're not editing any of that. Not, and I got nervous. But Roger's like, going to turn into a reel and tag all of these <laughs> amazing people because Yay. I'm also obsessed with that show. Yeah. Um, so determination obviously took you a lot. Uh, Pivoting—it sounds like you've pivoted a lot. Yeah. You know, you have your niche, but you're also not afraid to try new events. And no, when, you have
2: to. I think it's really important to constantly reinvent. I mean, there's. I'm coming back. First of all, why have one stream of revenue when you could have 10 for very obvious economical reasons? And second of all, like I said, when you push yourself and you get yourself used to being uncomfortable, it's not a bad thing. In fact, maybe you would agree with me. Is that 100%. a necessary thing? Maybe it's a necessary thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, my whole journey has been a bunch of uncomfortable moments of my life. And I feel like, um, you know, people will disagree with me, but my failures are usually my biggest successes. And, um, you know, Roger following me around with the camera, it has not been pretty, right? There's a lot that goes wrong. There's a lot of times where um, things happen outside of my control. And um, I pride myself on being okay with change and Never being too complacent and, and I would agree with you hundred percent that like that makes you who you are that makes you not only become a stronger willed human being right but also gives you great ideas you know right people like to do things that they are good at yeah and like that's great you should definitely you know do those passions but like don't be afraid of being beginners at things like,
2: and don't be afraid of things just know. Know that things are going to go wrong. Things that you maybe didn't foresee, it's going to happen. There's no way for it not to happen. But just like Zach said earlier, to learn from what's transpired in the past, never make those mistakes again, and go in there. Because I used to, I think one of my biggest setbacks, and it like, you know, I felt it almost emotionally, was that. I didn't prepare myself mentally enough for things to go wrong. So when they did, I became a wombat. And then that doesn't work. That is never going to work. You cannot illustrate a point unless you're fully composed. You cannot seek out the uh, the sharpest resolution unless you know, like, all right, that's just, okay, well, we could do this and this. Well, what if we did it this way? Now, maybe you've even developed a smarter route that wouldn't have been developed had you not had a a problem that you didn't see. It's amazing, really powerful
0: stuff. Should we go walk in the back and check out what you guys are working on? Yeah.
2: Sweet, let's do it. So this um, this is our kitchen. What was great about building this kitchen out was just that, we could custom build I could determine where I wanted all of my machines to go, where my hookups were going to go. And so this was, you know, great it enabled me to create a streamlined process. Um, and this is your
0: right-hand woman and over here. This is
2: the woman who makes me happy every day of my life.
0: <laughs>
2: this is Miss Lei Takahashi. <laughs>
0: and then after death. <laughs> I'm making a gigantic batch of pistachio
1: melt away cookies and wow. it will, it's a good workout.
2: Yeah. How many recipes work- do we have in there, Lai? 14. 14 Ooh, recipes. Yeah. So, pistachio melt are are um, one of our staples. Yeah. Um, it's a shortbread cookie. We've altered it a little bit in the past two years. It's not super sweet, it is super buttery, a tiny bit salty. And then we toss it in um, a fine powdered sugar. And everybody buys them. I mean, I can't say they buy them way too fast, because, like, what a bad business person, but they sell out extremely fast. So, 14 recipes is gonna get us through. Uh, first of all, that's like 180 cookies, wow. and those will be gone within a couple days. Yeah.
0: They sound legit. Yeah. And so how many things are being made in this kitchen in a week?
2: Oh, my God. And by uh, things, and how I mean, many like... things are being made in this kitchen yeah. a week? Different items. Right. Um, staples for the cafe, probably, well, 30, 32. And then Wildfire, what we do with the wedding cake business and what is really... Help me grow this business. Is everything is a totally customized order? Wow! So what I do is I sit down with my clients, prospective clients, and it's like build a bear for a cake. Without getting too much into the specifics, yeah. I allow people to essentially sample the cake, wow. the buttercream, make different combinations. There's no like um, limit to how many combinations they want, and. What's cool is they're kind of concocting their own pastry. You know, there's three layers in a, in a tier. I'm gonna get a little technical.
0: Go in as technical tier, as you want, yeah.
2: In a tier of a cake, there are three layers of cake. In between, that's the opportunity for buttercream, for curd, preserves, fresh fruit, nuts, things like this. And then the exterior has the opportunity for buttercream as well, or fondant, but nobody really does fondant anymore. Some people. Few and far between.
0: You. And how would you say most people find you? Is it through word of mouth or is it through they tasted it and they're like, holy shit, this is amazing?
2: We are, um, we've won, we're on Wedding Wire, we're on The Knot. We've won awards on both those platforms before. So our reviews are really pretty stellar. So I get a lot of inquiries through there. Um... I also at this point, 8 years into the company, I have like, it's very adorable, I have like 8 or 9 families where like if anything happens in their family, I make a cake, so somebody has a baby. I'll be one of those families,
0: I'll be one of those families.
2: And my point in saying that is that a lot of our orders will also come from like, I made your sister's wedding cake, you had it there, and then you were like, I need to have that cake. So it is a lot of people who've had our cakes at other events that then seek us out. And then it's Instagram. Um, yeah.
0: So you basically just have the best cakes. And then through that, everyone's like, holy shit, this is amazing cake. Where'd you get it for your wedding? Yeah. You I mean, I think,
2: it. listen, there's a lot to say about standing by the quality of your product um, and your customer care because everybody wants all of those things. Yeah. I want it to be custom, my delicious cake, but custom to what is going to work for you and yeah. be the best at your party and, you know, all things considered. So, it's, you know, it is really fulfilling. It's a, it's a process that, listen, at the end of the day, we, you know, a lot of shitty things happen in the world. I'm very happy to make cake. I'm very happy to do a simple task that... Makes that brings people joy. It makes their day. You know, even if it's for those two minutes, or everything could be totally not good, and they're like, but maybe it's those two minutes where they're like, wow, but this, what is that? Bourbon and dark chocolate champagne. Is there milk chocolate? Is there, you know? And so, yeah, you know.
0: So, can we walk around and you just explain what we're looking at?
2: Sure. Absolutely. Well, this is what you would call um, (laughs) a large 40-quart mixer in the middle of production. Um, This is a staple. Um, A lot of the cakes that we make, you know, being that we're making cakes that are three feet tall, uh, we can make a bunch of recipes condensed. Um, Our convection oven... Our prep tables we do, um, so we're hosting classes where we can kind of realign everything in the class and we bring all the prep tables in like more of a streamlined process and get people arranged a little more neatly there. Um, Yeah, not too much else to show other than, you know, our packaging, the way we store all of the important items to go forward in a, you know, catered dessert business so so when
0: say. when someone says like they want a specific type of cake, mm-hmm. what does that process look like in terms of you going out and finding it? is there like a specific place that you go to get this commercial ingredients? Do you have like a goat? you know what I'm saying
2: yeah i I think I understand the question. I mean, we have a menu that we we will always like take on like so I'll always get people. I have somebody right now who's like, can you do um caramelized banana and something else like passion fruit and something like that. If we can we certainly will try out new flavors. We've brought new flavors on the menu through such requests. I I do have a very funny story and this happened like this last year. Um, I may have mentioned so wedding season starts for us the end of April and it goes strong until the first week of September. And this was in the middle of wedding season and I had you know, bride and groom doing the customized tasting that I kind of explained earlier And so they're sitting in front of me and I could tell the groom had like a pretty funny personality to begin with he was just kind of silly, which I always enjoy. And the, gro- the bride had turned to me and she was kind of annoyed, her disposition, she was like a little annoyed and he was being silly. And she said to me, she looked at me and she's like, Honestly, I have to be real with you. He has done nothing to plan this wedding.
0: I'm <laughs> Sounds like it. my wedding, unfortunately. I'm
2: on my own. So he's in charge of the cake. And I looked at him. I was like, All right, bud, you're in charge. And he's yeah. like, Yeah, I am. How many? He was like, Let's talk cake toppers. I was like, <laughs> Okay. He's, I was like, What do you want to talk about? And he's like, how many I was like yeah it's usually one what do you want to do he's like well I don't know if you just heard but she said I'm in charge and um I really like the Philadelphia Phillies uh (laughs) blue whales are my favorite animal um I also really love my dog so I want him on there uh I was like go on (laughs) what else and he's like also, a bust of Zeus. I was like, oh yeah, totally, this should be on your wedding cake. So this guy and I went back and forth for you know a couple months in planning the wedding, sending me links, and I was like, I gotta cut you off at 13, you can't. This looks like a seven-year-old's treasure cake.
0: Does uh, not telling a wedding and cake. And also, it's, it's, it's at like, this a... point
2: in time, I feel like, A, you're taking advantage, and I, sh- I have to tell on you at some point. Like, I have to tell, oh, yeah. I have to tell, tell your boss. wife. Yeah. And I I didn't, I kind of laid off. I didn't tell her just yet. And then 10 days before the wedding, he called me and he was like, Gina, one more thing. I was like, God, what? And he's like, forgot the most important thing. We gotta make it electric blue. I was like, no, no. (laughs) This is the thing when you have, and this is just a a silly. Pro tip, pro pro tip. tip. Pro tip. You want buttercream black or hot blue, it's gonna stain your mouth oh, and your teeth because what ha- you it's food coloring, it's yeah. a very obvious and simple process. So that was, at that point, I had to call his wife and I was like, hey, so I was gonna keep a lot of this to myself, but you're getting an electric blue cake, it's gonna stain your mouth and your teeth and all of your guests' mouth and teeth.
0: Oh my God. So
2: just want to get the okay with you. And actually, what was very funny, she was like, that's hysterical.
0: She was, said, "I'm down." She
2: said, "She's down." A blue cake with the bust of Zeus and a blue whale, and all these other treasures were delivered. And Is this
0: picture on your Instagram so we can put it up?
2: I didn't put it up, Zach, because I'm not sure if I want to really advocate. This yeah, kind of order. that's true. That's true. I will do it. I will do the order though. Maybe. Well, I'll post. I'll post that picture. It came out beautiful for what I was given, and I, like I said, listen. I'm. I do plenty of things not well. I make a damn good and beautiful cake. That's for sure.
0: So if you're going to use Gina, please don't drive her nuts with an electric blue 13 cake topper.
2: You get points if you make me laugh. Not like money points, just emotional points.
0: That's amazing. Um, If you could have a billboard anywhere in New York City and it could say anything you want, obviously junk luggers would pay for it for you. What would it say and Why? And where would it be?
2: Oh my God, Zach. If I could have a billboard anywhere in New York City, and it could say whatever I wanted, where would it be? It would be down by World Trade.
0: Ooh. And uh, Take what your time. We're not in a rush.
2: What is it going to say? It has to link back to me. It has to be about per- persistence. It, could... it has to be deep. Ooh, I love that. It has to
0: Would it have a picture Dreamed, of your cake?
2: Sweet dreams. Yeah. Definitely. Sweet dreams. Sweet dreams. Sweet dreams. Dream
0: sweet. Ooh, I like that.
2: Dream sweet. My actual, so the name of the company, my actual legal name is Dreaming Up Sweets.
0: Dreaming Up Sweets, LLC.
2: Dreaming Up Sweets, LLC. DBA, Wildflower, NYC. That's heavy. What would would yours be? What
0: would Uh, you do? No one ever asks me that. Well, I can't. All right, let me think about this shit. (laughs) Um, Mine would probably say it's not important whether there's weather, but rather what the weather will be. <sighs> <laughs> no one's ever asked me that. I probably could think of a better one. But Why?
2: That's, that's mind-blowing. I just said three words. <laughs> I have to come up with... Or maybe it'd be
0: like dream big. Yeah, I'd probably get... Uh, no. I'd probably make it...
2: The so first one <laughs> was, was better, I think. Dream big. My father always said this thing to me about persistence. That persistence is... It's this um, is the most important quality to have. I would, to with, I would agree.
0: I would agree. Them to
2: you know, no matter what, you just you keep showing up, keep showing up, you keep showing up, and that is so persistence would have to.
0: Maybe it could be a picture of like where you started and now your commercial kitchen with like this insane with like your 180 pistachio cookies.
2: <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Me laying on a, not like in a, you know, provocative way, in but a pr- like... In a provocative way. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> laying on all my pistachio cookies. I love that. It's a really, it's a heavy question. And I don't, I've never had this thought. Like I've never forced myself to have the, the, the whole...
0: So you think about it?
2: Yeah. I guess I kind of, and I was thinking about this when, when we were talking... I would want to turn some of uh, like what what advice would you really give? What would be if you could have one really strong part of advice to somebody starting out their own business? What would what would you offer them?
0: Um consistency. Ooh. You know, people see remix, they see junk luggers, they think You know, I either got lucky or this just happens overnight. Now we have a hundred employees and, you know, it takes an army to get to this level. Um, My brother and I, we were really, we were a joke. We were Jewish garbage men, you know, (laughs) like, like people like used to laugh at us. We had a 1987 Ford F-150. We called old Rusty and um, I was doing everything. I was doing the lugging, the truck driving, the everything and um you know looking back 15 years later the the way that i got where i am today is just being consistent you know don't try to be a superstar every single day try to pace yourself as you know this does not happen quickly Uh, um it takes a lot of work and the second that i started doing what you were talking about earlier of just leading from behind really just building out my team you know i since the beginning I've had one or two people and um, you know I always gave them more than I gave myself and I think because of that people really trust me not only in their their livelihood and their future and putting food on the table for their family but also you know their vision
2: see I think that makes a difference and I think that that's such a moving and such an important way to run the ship. And I think that maybe it's something that's really not as prevalent as we might think. No, these absolutely things. not. Actually caring about the individual, actually. And you know, and you've mentioned this on your other podcasts as well, in that these other people, their their livelihood comes from you and there's a respect. And I was always taught how important respect is for anybody. You want anybody to do a job, you want anybody to actually listen to you, Having this level, having a level of of actual respect, like that guy's gonna go home. He's gonna feed his family. And if I line him up to do this and this and this, he can do that. And this changes his life, and then how many other people's lives? But actually, having the care, and I know I sound so mushy. No, it's it's so true. It's a really beautiful concept.
0: Yeah, and you know, my father always taught me to. Give the same level of respect for the janitor as you do for the CEO. And That's I think, right. you know, I don't take my responsibility lightly. Yeah. If we have 100 employees, most have kids, most have families. Right. Now you're talking about 300 plus miles this feed. And, you know, that it's a huge responsibility. And I, I take that very seriously. And I think I try to, you know, the same way, same way you and I have started to build rapport together just from grabbing coffee you know I do the same thing with all my employees yeah. and I never think of myself as a boss I think of myself as a co-worker yeah you'll never catch me saying employee
2: same
0: you know I'll call Roger my co-worker because without him we wouldn't be able to do these podcasts you That's know right so yeah I think consistency and also just making sure that you really put in the time you know invest in your people yeah. whether you got two people or a hundred people you know you when it gets dark, because every, every person has dark times, of course. Um, that's going to really make you the company you are today. So,
2: Wow, that's huge.
0: Yeah. So that's I, awesome. I think we should go try out some food.
2: Yeah, let's feed you. Let's
0: eat some food, Roger. Oh, this is
2: the funnest part. Roger, are you hungry?
0: Oh, we're going to eat. Does
2: anybody have any dietary? Okay, I have to We're going
0: to go nuts. And um, this concludes episode 13. Thank you so much. It was awesome. Thank you for having me. And watching. Yep, come (laughs) check out Wildflower NYC. And um, any sort of baking events that you've got going on in your life, please come over and use Gina and her team because you know that they're going to make not only awesome food, but you're going to support a local business in Long Island City. So Yay. shout out to the Lug Life family. Episode 13, that concludes. Like, subscribe, comment. We're on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. And thank you guys so much for watching. We love you. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> thank
2: you. So, that was so, you. so fun. You did so great. Really?
0: Oh, yeah. Are we going to get to hear her sing quickly?
2: Oh. <gasps> She's going to punch me when this is over.
0: If you don't want to, you don't have have to.
2: This is Miss Christine DeVries. She is exquisitely talented in performing. She is a vocalist.
0: Love it. Um, Do you got an Instagram handle? an
2: astound teacher. She is the newest Broadway star. Or hoping to be. My Insta is at DeFierce. Take from that what you will.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Love it. Oh, am I supposed to sing? Yeah.
0: You don't have to. If I, you were going to no sing idea. a song, that would be? I can cook
1: be? too, top of the heap. My seafood's the best in the town. All I can cook too. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. My fish is the best. I don't know the words of this song. I'm a man's ideal of a perfect meal right down test. I'm a pot of joy for the Perfect boy, baby I'm cooking with gas Okay, and we'll just leave it there Because like ah. I could go in all day ah. <laughs> I was
0: completely on the spot <laughs> Completely she on actually, the
1: spot Actually, to
2: give this context She told me earlier, because I, I didn't tell Christine that this was happening today She came in, she's like Girl, I'm not being on camera, right? And I was like, Nah, I don't
0: think so. No, definitely not. We <laughs> won't bother you. We're doing this on Sorry. entrepreneurship. Shout out. Follow her on Instagram. She's going to be us.
1: hiding the day. Sorry. Drinks on
2: me. <laughs>